All right, hi. So be gentle with me, because, yeah. Um, I don't tell this story often. In fact, I don't think I've ever told it publicly. So this is first time telling the story. And, yeah. So people ask me why I came to Portland. And uh, it's a long, kind of drawn-out thing, but here we go. So first off, let me say this. I am an only child, and I was raised by these strong black women. There was my mom, um, and there was my aunt. And my aunt and my mom were these awesome women that paid bills, they had jobs, they cooked, they cleaned, they raised kids, right? And they were also very regal, very stately women. So they had fabulous clothes, right? And they were, they'd walk around and have their Macy's things or go to Bloomingdale's and have their shit together and whatnot. And they look like, they look like, okay, I'm an 80s child, so, uh, <laughs> so you, if you guys remember Anjali, the Anjali commercial, Anjali, I can bring home the bacon, Anjali, that was my mom and my aunt, okay, right? So I'm like, I've got all this in my head and I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So then there was my cousin Kim, and my cousin Kim was very casual. My cousin Kim had very short hair. My cousin Kim wore Hawaiian shirts and dungarees. She did not call them jeans, because we were from New York and she was old school, so she didn't do that shit, right? <laughs> and her thing was basketball, and she played like nobody's business. If, there, if the WNBA existed in her time, she would have definitely played. And wherever she went, I wanted to go. And I pretty much kind of followed her everywhere. And by this time, we had moved to Atlanta. Um, we would spend summers going out at night. Um, we would get our bikes together, and we'd be going to this place called Starvin' Marvin because she knew where the cheap ice cream was, and we'd go get ice cream runs and whatnot, and it was really cool. And so I would show up and just be there with her, and I'd watch her play her pickup games and everything, and I wanted to be where she was. The thing was, over time, I wanted to be with her more and more and hang out with her more and more, and I was discouraged from doing that. Not necessarily directly, but indirectly, in the way of she doesn't dress like girls dress. She doesn't have good etiquette. Like, you have to keep your legs closed when you wear a skirt. You know what I mean? You know, you have to have, hold the spoon the right way. You have to hold your cup like this, and I actually do this naturally now which is hilarious. <laughs> so, and then my mom kind of gave me that. You know, she kind of edged me away from going with my, or hanging out with my cousin. And from that, I kind of realized that, you know, okay, can't really hang out with my cousin. And I wanted to be like her, because I admired her. She had this swagger, this walk, this way about her that was just... I don't know. It wasn't like I had, I had a crush on her, but, and I, but I kind of wanted to be her, but not be her. So we'll just hold that aside for a second. So with these strong black women, there were no men. 
here. My mom, my mom and dad weren't together. My aunt wasn't with anybody. I didn't see anyone date anyone, right? So I really had a, didn't have any frame of reference. However, my frame of reference, since I am an 80s kid, was in the form of TV by way of Dallas and Dynasty. Good job, Joel. <laughs> so with that, I'm seeing these men and women, they're holding each other in these passionate embraces and whatnot, and I'm looking at this like, okay, um, I, don't, I don't know what that's about, but okay, I guess I'll go with it. And I'm like, eh, this is working for me, but this is not working for me. I didn't really, you know, get anything from it. So I was like, all right, what, whatever. And I went to school, and at school, you know, the girls were, like, crushing on groups like Menudo, because I'm an 80s kid, and Duran Duran, and I'm over here crushing on Joe from Facts of Life. And I didn't tell anybody about this. I didn't tell anybody about this because I realized it was different. And you can't be different, not like that different, right? So one day at school, we were at recess, you know, hanging out because, you know, that's what kids do. Or at least they did back in my day. And we find out that these two girls were caught kissing. And we're like... Oh my God! You know, all this. Oh my God! Ooh, blah 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 blah. Kissing industry, K I S S I N G. And I'm like, oh. And they were, they ran up there like, oh God, no! I didn't. No, I didn't. We didn't do that. No, we were just playing. You know, playing or whatever. And I'm like, okay, all right. So in my head, I got this idea again that and reinforced that idea of, you don't want to do that. That's not okay. That's not cool. So I said, all right. Well. I guess I'll have to date boys then. So that's what I did. I started hanging out with guys. I started dating boys. And these boys shared similar interests to me. I wasn't into basketball or playing basketball because I wasn't really encouraged to play sports. But I was encouraged to watch TV, so therefore I watched Transformers and G.I. <laughs> <G>. Joe <laughs> and MASH because <laughs> I, I was into all of these things. Yeehaw. So that all continued, and I, you know, had whatever, I did whatever, until I was about 16. And then I got, I was in high school, and I went to boarding school. I was transferred out of my public school, and my mom said, oh, you must have a good education. We'll send you to boarding school. Well, the name of this boarding school, because it still exists, is called Raven Gap Nakuchi School. Raven Gap Nakuchi School. It is in Clayton, Georgia. It is two hours north of Atlanta. It is very conservative Christian. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So with that, I plan, I, you know, I knew I was going. I planned for my trip. I packed my stuff. I didn't have a lot of money, but I decided that I was going to, you know, as any other kid would do, you would decorate your room had posters. So I had this awesome poster of Michael Jordan doing his, you know, thing, right? <laughs> and then I had this collage that I made of these cutouts of pictures of women. And I made it up and I was, I was really proud of it. And I took it out and I put it up. And my roommate, who was a 14-year-old, very prim and proper Mormon girl, said in her best Southern voice, 
are you a lesbian? And immediately I was like, uh, what? Uh, no, um, uh, no, I, I just thought they were pretty. I, I don't, what, who? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know. And then from there, with that, I just said, oh, okay, again, it kind of reinforced that, no, that instinct that you have is not okay. So I kind of bury myself, and I find religion, which is, I guess, what I was supposed to do at the conservative Christian school, And I get religion, and I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I do that with this really simple prayer. And I say, God, please fix me. Please change me, because something's wrong. And I just want to be normal. So I finish high school, and I finish college, or at least I go to college. And later on, a few years later, I meet Daryl. And Daryl was cool. He, were, he and I were into the same things, kung fu and transformers and anime and, you know, <laughs> knives and things like that. We were like, all right, this is, this is worse. And bonus, bonus level, he was a preacher's kid. Yes! All right, so we've got all that going on. Yay. And eventually, after dating a few years, I get pregnant and we get married. And mind you, we did it kind of in the wrong order because, you know, the conservative Christian people would be very upset with the fact that, you know, someone got pregnant before they got married, right? But I thought it was okay because I, I did the things. I had a baby. I'm in a, with a relationship with a guy. It's, it's okay. I got married and I stayed married because I made a vow. And I thought that vow was really important. I also wanted to prove to my family that I could do this and I could be, not say better, but I could be normal. That I could be this person that, A, had a man in my life, you know, and had a relationship. Honestly, again, I'm an 80s kid and I watched a lot of TV, so the Cosby Show. Let's not go there now. (laughs) So... This went on, I had, I ended up having, or I ended up, but I had, I continued and I had three more children. I went to church, I wore the hats, I had the hair, I had the matching everything with the bag and all this, so I showed up for Christmas, Mother's Day, Easter, all of these things, and I'm just, you know, I'm lovely. (laughs) But inside... I was dying. I was, I was literally dying, and I didn't know what was going on. So I decided at one point I started searching on the Internet. And I was swinging back and forth between this conservative, ultra-Christian person that hated everything, including, like, Harry Potter, because I thought it was the devil. And then... On the other side, I was like a curious hedonist, which made no sense. (laughs) So with that, about five years in, I decided that I was going to go back to school. And at school, they had a sign-up for a group of people that were going to go to Pride. And I said, I think I'll go. 
And I told my husband that I was going to a school function, which was kind of true because they had like this, they were holding a banner and I was holding the banner. So I'm, I'm volunteering, right? <laughs> Yeehaw. And I went and I walked and I had the most amazing experience. I didn't know anybody. I literally didn't know anybody. And I knew about pride because I had gone, my, my high school or one of the high schools that I went to was literally right across the street from the park that pride was held at. So I had seen the people in pride back and forth for years, but I never had tried to go. I'd never experimented or anything like that. And I was there that day, and I was walking in that crowd with those people, and I felt more alive and more free than I had ever had before in my life. I felt like I was fucking home, and that felt good. And after the parade, I walked around the festival, and my feet were hurting, and I was hot and sweaty because it was June in Atlanta, it's hot as fuck. And I realized something. I can't share this with my husband. I can't share this with my children. I can't share this with anybody. Fuck. I had a long bus ride home because I didn't have a car. In fact, it was about a two-hour bus ride home, and I started thinking of what I had to do. And I decided that I was going to tell my husband what was going on, and where my head was at. So it took me a little while, a few days, and I sat down one night, and I said to him, I said, I can't be the wife that you need me to be. I'm sorry. And that was really hard for me to say to him. And he took it well. We both cried that night. And over the course of that evening, because that was a pretty much an all-night conversation, I remember one thing he asked me was, so what kind of girls would you date? (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) Myself, I don't know. All right, so. The thing is though, well, let me get, I'm getting ahead of myself. The thing is, the other thing I did was I tried to tell my mom. And my mom, again, was this person that, you know, you sacrifice you know, for your family. You do what you got to do in order to take care of your family, right? And I tried to tell my mom this, and I said, Mom, um, I'm thinking about dating women. Her answer, no joke, it's one thing to think it. (laughs) It's another thing to act on it. My mother's from New York. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Fuck, this is not going to go well. So, That kind of caused me to go back in my hole. And I stayed in my hole for another three years. In that three years, I went from conservative Christian to Islam. I literally converted to a whole other religion, trying desperately, because I figured that praying, if I could pray one time a day, I could pray five times a day the same prayer. It should work, right? (laughs) And I put on hijab. And I covered myself, and I prayed, and I prayed the same prayer. Fix me. Change me. Something's wrong. It took me three additional years to 
get to a place where I said, something has to change. And it wasn't the religion. It wasn't anybody else. It was me. I was working graveyard shift at a computer company. And I decided, in order to stay awake, I was going to search the internet again. And I found this website called findyourspot.com. And I took the little quiz. It's kind of like the BuzzFeed quizzes of now. And it would ask me questions about what city I wanted to be in and what kinds of things I was into. And every time it came up, Portland. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) And I did this test, mind you, for a while. I mean, it wasn't like a one-time thing. I had a lot of shifts where I was trying to stay awake. (laughs) And every time... Portland. Well, one day I was like, well, fuck it. You know, Portland it is. It took me three weeks to make that decision and to get the money together and say, okay, I'm going to do it. Well, by that time, I completely separated from my husband. We were living in separate places, but we were still, you know, legally married. But I needed to have a conversation with my mother again. And this time I asked her a favor. I said, I need you to watch my children for me because I have to go do this thing. Because I realized that in order for me to raise children that are better than me, I have to show them that I can stand and not hide and be myself. So, mom, I need you to watch my kids for me. And oh, by the way, mom, I won't be dating men anymore. So, Jewel, because she calls me Jewel. Jewel, so um, do you think you could wait on that whole not dating men thing anymore until your youngest is 18? My youngest was three at the time. I said, no, no, mom, I I really can't do that because I've been waiting actually 30 years to do this. The last, on my last day of work, I got a gift from a really good friend. I got the gift of the set of Harry Potter books. (laughs) I had never read Harry Potter before. In fact, prior until, until up until that time, I had you know, never heard it, never, had heard about it, but I was just like, whatever. He gave me the first four books, because at that point, there were only four books out. I read the first three books on the bus in three days. And I read about this kid that was like 11 years old and was shut up in this closet, and he seemed so much like me, even though I was 30 And I was on a bus, and he was on a train going to this place where he found out who he was. But I was on a bus going to Portland to be who I am. And there you go.